Jesse live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. If you think that you loved what Herbert did, what do you think this kid's going to do? He's a little bit better as far as you know his arm strength, or even though Herbert has a big arm, I think he's slightly more athletic and has more speed than Herbert. And Herbert showed a lot of athleticism last year. Herbert lit the league on fire last year. And this kid is every bit the player that Herbert is, if not better. And we think that Zach Wilson, a guy that we haven't seen play any great competition and we haven't seen succeed, don't, don't know if he can stay healthy, is more ready day one. Like, I mean, you, those are things that you should get your credentials stripped from. I think he's talking about Justin Fields relative no. to everybody else. He's talking correct. about Trevor Lawrence. He's talking about Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting that he had to. Did I hear that correctly? I mean, he's saying Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. It almost like he was like he was defending Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. Well, I think he was defending Trevor Lawrence in the fact that everyone's talking about Zach Wilson, but you know, with Trevor Lawrence's skill set and everything, it's comparable to Justin Herbert. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought he was going. And then when he started defending him, I'm like, do we need to defend Trevor Lawrence? He's the he's the unquestioned number one pick. But I guess in the oh. sense of Zach Wilson versus him. Yeah, but I just think in terms too of like how great he's going to be his first year. Like, I mean, he, he's kind of getting into like, listen, this guy probably has more intangibles than even Justin Herbert does. And look how Justin Herbert did his first year. Yeah. Obviously, the difference is is it's the situation that Herbert had in Los Angeles. Um, you know, it was almost perfect in terms of, you know, the, the weapons that he had at Hunter Henry and the wide receiver position, and even with Austin Eckler in the backfield. Now, Trevor Lawrence has some weapons of his own, but probably not as prominent as Herbert did last year uh, in, in L.A. Yeah, uh, that, that makes some sense. And that was Parker, by the way, right? Bart, or Bart Scott. <laughs> oh, that was, that was Bart Scott. Yeah. Um, gosh, he sounded right there. He didn't sound like Bart Scott to me. He sounded just like, um, and I forget Parker's first name. But, uh, and I don't oh, even no. know if he's working on uh, Brent's ESPN. Brent's in shambles anymore. right now. He's not even employed by ESPN. He's he might not be anymore. In shambles. I forget his first name. Somebody will remember it. I'll have to look it up a little bit later. Tony? Um, gosh, right there. He did sound just like him to me, though. Bart Scott. All right. Uh, hey, Trevor Lord, speaking of. We've talked a lot about him, got married this weekend, uh, had some conversations uh, about the wedding and about Jacksonville already today. Uh, Dabble Swinney, you heard from him, uh, my conversation with Dabble Swinney. You'll hear more of that over the next uh, couple of days, couple of weeks. But I had a chance to catch up with Trevor Lawrence's coach uh, from Clemson earlier this morning. Brent Morton here at Jacksonville Golf and Country Club, home of the Child Cancer Fund Golf Tournament. I might have to step out to MC something here over the next few minutes uh, in a bit, but Austin Lane and Coos will take it away from there in the Action Sports Jack Studios and talk football and maybe WrestleMania most likely. So stay tuned for that. Uh, by the way, still can get the ESPN690.com. You can vote for our Honda the Avenue's Athlete of the Week. You have until tomorrow to do that, and also uh, you can purchase a Dream 18 card. I still have not changed the pricing, so it's $69 for another day or so uh, on the uh, Dream 18 card, ESPN690.com. Uh, Coos brought up a great uh, topic over the weekend. Thanks for thinking of the show, by the way, on, like, Saturday, Coos. Uh, you, you must have been done with your wedding plan, so we appreciate that. No, there was – it was – I was telling Austin, it was very alcohol-fueled. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Austin, 
What's up? How many times does he come up with a good topic of the show? Maybe he should drink more. Dude, I mean, <laughs> we got plenty of bottles in the back here. Just start popping. Let's go. Let's get creative. <laughs> yeah, here. I guess yeah. so. But, it, but yeah, we were we were at the beach uh, Saturday and had a few drinks uh, at a friend's house next to the beach. And um, while we were there, we were debating Zion um, and talking about how he's in year two but hasn't made the playoffs yet. And he was like the consensus consensus number one. Mm -hmm. And I said, I wonder, you know, because I don't they may not make it this year. And if they don't, is year three like the year you have to make it or people are going to start having a problem. And then and then it came up where I was like, well, if if the Jags go on, you know, year three with Trevor Lawrence, would they be upset that we may or may not have made the playoffs at that point? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Uh, going uh, so the first two years you don't make the playoffs under Trevor Lawrence, but I he plays. We, but he plays like out, phenomenal. You know, like Zion's been yeah. putting up numbers, but yeah. they're just not making the playoffs. So I think we would get itchy in the sport of football when that happens. I think basketball care is a little bit different. You even look at Michael Jordan. It took him a few years to get rolling and the Bulls to get together and build that thing. So I think football does feel a little bit different, Austin, from the quarterback position. Answering Kuz's question, I think if you go two years and you're not in the playoffs yet, I think people would understand. Stand it coming from one in fifteen, but I think they'd get a little bit itchy going into year three. All right, so I guess I did this exercise wrong because like what I did was I went to like you know a couple sports and said, all right, if you want to take the number one pick of each sport in a certain year, who does Trevor Lawrence remind you of the most coming out of that sport? No, so you didn't I was do it wrong. Right. I think Kuz, I think Kuz just his context of the question was a little bit different, but I like what he just said there. Yeah. So no, but but I, I, I don't think you did it wrong. You can take this any. It's basically let's compare Trevor Lawrence to any of the number one picks, the consensus number one picks across sports uh, that have come out over the last 15, 20 years. So I think, you know, with, with the Zion comparison, you know, d- does Zion need to win this year next year? You know, I don't want to speak out of, out of line here, but I feel like it's so much easier to make it in the playoffs as an NBA team that is an NFL team, right? When we talk about NBA teams, like if you have a star player, you should be able to make the playoffs. All right, now maybe you're a seven, eight seed, but if you have that dominant all-star, you should be able to make the playoffs. They should have that much influence on your team. You know, I like Zion Williamson or I like John Morant. Like, obviously, when they got to their respective teams, they were elevated. I think football is a little different now. Trevor Lawrence is playing the most important spot in football, so the influence is definitely going to be there. But I still feel the need, like he needs to have his defense to have his back. Um, the offensive line still has to block and all this stuff, because let's keep in mind, Justin Herbert had a fantastic rookie year. But the record doesn't necessarily reflect that, because he wasn't getting help from his defense, and because he wasn't really getting help from his offensive line. And the run game kind of went to shambles when Austin Eckler got hurt. So there's a lot more, um, I guess, factors that go into the NFL game than goes in the NBA game. But I think if we're sitting here in three or four years, we're not talking about the Jaguars being a playoff-caliber team, then yes, I think it will be a disappointment from Trevor Lawrence, just like it could be a disappointment from Zion Williamson. Yeah, I think... That fourth year, what you're saying, is especially true. I think year three is a little interesting going into year three. Again, coming from the depths of one and 15. But I was kind of like you, Austin. I take a look, and i got to go run and MC this here in a minute, so I'm just going to leave you with this, uh, and, and you can take over the conversation. But you look at Zion. You look at, like, hockey, Sidney Crosby. You look at Andrew Luck. You look at Ken Griffey Jr., LeBron. You have uh, other guys that didn't do so well, Greg Oden and Elton Brand. And um, what about Bryce Harper and Dansby Swanson, those kind of guys, most recently. Then there's the QBs of Manning, Stafford, Elway, Manning again, Plunkett, Bledsoe. So you really have a lot of guys to go back and say, okay, which category is he going to be like? I said this earlier in the show. 
if you look at Indianapolis, I really think Jacksonville, where it's at as a city, Jacksonville and the thirst of the fan base and wanting to win. Indianapolis was a mess for a long, long time before Manning got there. And he built the place up. He did so well football-wise. If you look at what Trevor, if I could pick one of those consensus number one guys to change not only the organization but the city, I'd love for it to be what Manning did for the Colts. I'm going to go run an MC this. You take it from here. All right. Well, should we just do my exercise then? Because I thought this is what we're supposed to do when sure. we got it. <laughs> well, you knew that. Whatever, man. All right. So listen. So here's what I did. I went through every single sport like a, like a dummy, I guess, because I spent way too much time on this. But I went through every single sport and I tried to compare Trevor Lawrence from, you know, obviously the mentality, the skill set, what he's going to mean to his team uh, being that first pick. Uh, and what I, and listen, I could go in a multitude of directions here, but I try to I try to make it reasonable and I, and I try to make it within the realms of you know, how much he's going to mean to the city, number one, but also the talent factor, number two. So if we're talking about the NBA and who I'm going to relate Trevor Lawrence to in terms of first overall picks, like, yeah, LeBron James would be nice, right? But let's let's kind of keep it within reason here. Kuz, I'm not, I don't get your opinion here. It, it, to me, it came down to two guys. It came down to the guy I ended up not picking was uh, John Wall. The guy I ended up picking was Derrick Rose, 2008 Chicago Bulls first pick of the draft. Because I think Derrick Rose coming out uh, of the draft, like, you know what you're getting. He made that run in the tournament, um, a high-profile type of cat, a lot of hype around him. But you got the feeling once Derrick Rose got to Chicago that he's going to put the team on his back. Like, it, it was the Derrick Rose show. So I picked Derrick Rose. Your thoughts, Coos? I, yeah, I think Derrick Rose had a lot of hype coming in. He did. I'm trying to remember. I keep thinking about John because John Wall had well, a song about him. So, so I'm so trying to remember. This is why I picked John Wall. This is why it's between Derrick Rose and John Wall. Because John Wall, from a celebrity standpoint, and, you know, doing like the flex dance, like he was big time. But I just feel like Derrick Rose and his game uh, and what he meant to the city of Chicago when he first got there, to me, it's Derrick Rose or bust. Um, the other guys I got real quick. So for, for the NHL and Kuz. Out of your, obviously out of your element, but this yeah. dude by the name of Austin Matthews uh, goes to Toronto. And and you'd have to fill me in with uh, Sidney Crosby. I don't even remember if he Said was... the kid. Yeah, so, so Sidney Crosby, to me, that would be almost like draft. I mean, Sidney Crosby is one of the best to ever do it, you know? And once right, again, like... Go ahead. Did he have that hype? Like, I, I only remember once oh, he was no. in. no. He, he had the hype for sure. And okay. same thing with Austin Matthews. Like, I almost think that Austin Matthews had more hype than Sidney Crosby, but Matthews had the hype because he went to Toronto, right? And, and then it's Canada, and they love their hockey there. And then my last comparison would be back in 2009 of the MLB draft. And keep in mind, the MLB draft is a little tricky because these guys get drafted at the top pick, but they don't always come in right away. But to me, it's Steven Strasburg because you knew what you're getting with Steven Strasburg. The guy was going to be a special pitcher since he was, like, like in Little League, you can see a difference in him. And obviously, with the arm comparison of Trevor Lawrence and Steven Strasburg, that's there as well. So those are my three comparisons um, of the guys I think could be the most like Trevor Lawrence. Let's change it up a little bit here. We got Captain Rick on the line. Captain Rick, how are we doing today? Give me that fishing report. What can we expect in these next coming days? And most importantly, this weekend coming up here in Jacksonville. Austin, I, I hate to, you know, I... I felt so good until I heard your co-host there say he didn't remember Sidney Crosby. I, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. Who is better, Austin? Gordy Howe oh. or Bobby Orr? I mean, let's, <laughs> you want to talk hockey. Come on. No, no dude, I appreciate Jeez. that, man. It's a, it's a horse apiece we're talking about. How, I mean, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a wings guy, so I think you kind of know where I stand a little bit. But, no, you have to understand, we're dealing with a guy who's a little bit younger, right, who, uh, who hockey isn't a sport to follow, unfortunately. But that's why I'm here, Captain Rick. That's why I'm here to break down the hockey talk as well. I didn't feel old till a few minutes ago. Well, it was a pretty day today. As, you, as everybody knows, yesterday it was not a pretty day. And uh, I'm sure somewhere there were boats caught out there shrimping or commercial fishing. And, uh, uh, in fact, I know there was. And, boy, I know it was certainly no fun being on the water then. But today was another matter. I talked with uh, Captain Robert Johnson just a few minutes ago. He was coming between the St. Augustine jetties with a fine box with 13 tunas a couple of Wahoo and a Mahi, and, and let me tell you, the blue water trolling only going to get better for the next, oh, I'd say month to six weeks anyway. Uh, close to the shore, there's no real sign of where the cobia are. They haven't shown up yet on our beaches, and they haven't shown up as far south as Daytona, so they're kind of MIA, but I'm sure they'll be showing up here soon. Inshore, the trout fishing and the redfish fishing is excellent. Tomorrow is going to be our calmest day offshore. I'll be headed out early in the morning with about half the boats in Florida, I'm sure, because it looks like we got a little more wind picking up Wednesday that's probably going to keep everybody fishing for reds and trout for the rest of the week because I don't see much in the way of small boat offshore opportunities. So call in sick for tomorrow and come join us on the water. <laughs> Captain Rick, man, I love your style, and be sure to check them out Saturday mornings here on ESPN 690. Thank you, Austin. Oh, I love man calling sick. Hey, might as well. It's going to be beautiful weather. It has been beautiful weather, by the way. That's one of the perks sometimes of living in Jacksonville, Florida. Kuz, real quick, though, your comparison. Any NBA guys out there, first picks? Would you say John Wall, Trevor Lawrence? For um, comparisons, I mean, yeah. obviously, like, we, we keep going back to Zion because Zion was, like, the most hyped guy True. I feel like I've seen in a long time. True. So, like, I feel like between Trevor Lawrence and him, there's a good comparison because of the hype. Yeah. And we did have, like, like if we were going to take that comparison, right, I think it was in spring or in the uh, summer league, Zion had this, like, the first possession, he, like, ripped the ball out of someone's hand and then just blocked mm -hmm. the other uh, another player. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there's going to be, like, say the first, uh, you know, uh, preseason game or, or there'll be a moment where Trevor Lawrence has, like, a, a beautiful throw, and then everyone's like, oh, my, no, this a, is it. That, that's not a bad call. The only – and I like the Zion comparison in terms of marketability yeah. and, and in terms of hype. The only – like, the only reason why I shy away from Zion, though, a little bit is the fact that, you know, when we saw Zion at Duke, I never thought this would be, like, the, the complete product. Right, like what was he known for? He's blocking shots and dunking a basketball, yeah. which I mean, two great things of basketball. But there's so much more to it. Like that's why I went to the Derrick Rose approach a little more because, like Derrick Rose, to me, coming out of school, and keep in mind it was so long ago, it's hard to remember. But like, I felt like he was already like an NBA caliber talent. Like he he had the game to compete in the NBA. Now, much to my surprise. Zion comes in right away and he's shooting three pointers which we didn't see yeah. really in college and and his game translated well already but I just still feel like Zion's got a little ways to go to have that perfect NBA game to be considered like an all pro per se yeah I could I could see what you're saying because because Zion you were wondering how he would adapt yeah Derek Rose was probably more more of a complete player and they were kind of like yeah this guy's gonna come in and just absolutely ball out yeah Trying to think if there's anybody in between Rose and, and Zion coming in that kind of sticks 
sticks out in terms of first picks. Um, because for every big first pick, you mm-hmm. have, I mean, in the NBA, I feel like it goes like every other year, there's a first pick that just doesn't work out yep. you know, or, or isn't that first pick worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't necessarily live up to that hype or that, that pressure that gets put on you when you are the first pick. Changing topics a little bit here, Kuz, and, you know, we've teased this for the past couple of weeks now. So t- tomorrow's your last day for a little bit. Yeah. Wedding. Yeah. Honeymoon. Partying. Mexico. Just found out Saturday, by the way, is Husband Appreciation Day. Is it really? I was like, this I, Saturday. I couldn't have timed that any better. This Saturday? <laughs> yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to. I mean, I'm, is this, it's official, right? This isn't just some kind of website saying this. Uh, so there are com- there are conflicting reports. Careful now. Okay. There's one that says it's Thursday. No. And no, then there's, no. 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 There's no. one that says Thursday, no. and then <laughs> this other site says. Saturday and our company, which sends out an email of like, hey, just keep an eye on some of these things. They might be worth talking about on the show. Sure. They said Saturday. So I'm thinking Saturday. So Saturday for, yeah, we're, we, we want to do Thursdays for, for right. husband appreciate. No, right. let's go ahead and do the weekend. We got some time off. Maybe there's some sports on, maybe some <laughs> MMA. Can't wait to put that in my wife's face. I can. I, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to watch Catfish, the TV show for the hundredth time? Not today, because it's Husband Appreciation it's- Day. <laughs> How you doing? Give me the remote. All anime, all the time. <laughs> we'll see you. Can't wait, Goose. But the reason why I brought it up. So this is uh, it's your last day tomorrow, uh, and you know we're obviously gonna miss you for the, the week and a half here. But what we're also gonna miss is the Trevor Tracker. Okay. Oh yeah. Now we've we've had some ups and downs with the Trevor Tracker, mostly downs. My blood pressure has never been higher when we talk about the Trevor Tracker. But obviously over this, this past weekend, um, you know, uh, a lot of events to take, took place. I mean, the, the, the toaster uh, thing, obviously. And then you had, um, you know, the, the, the donations, which I think is up to like $7,000 now, which is mm-hmm. absolutely insane. Jaguars Twitter, keep doing your thing. Obviously, you guys know what you're doing there. Uh, and I'm sure Trevor Lawrence appreciates that very much. But I'm gonna give you your, your last shot, Kuzma, okay. before, before you head out here with the Trevor Tracker. Give me, give me suit updates. Give me the, the kind of shoes that he was rocking. Give me the wedding invites. Give me the party. Give me any uh, of his groomsmen that we should know about. Just give me the details, TMZ style. What did we miss this past weekend at yeah. Trevor Lawrence's wedding, and what can we expect going forward? Maybe in a honeymoon. I mean, I'm literally just putting you on a pedestal yeah. right now. So many easy questions. So many soft balls to hit coos can you just give me a little inkling can you just give me a little a little appetizer of the trevor tracker yeah sure so trevor lawrence for the wedding wore a black suit looked like it was a black skinny tie nice on top of that those are in yeah they are in i don't know if i could pull off the skinny tie look to be honest with you yep uh hair hair was just there was his hair traditional uh, hair's just, yeah, hair's just down. <laughs> what would it call that traditional? Although it, look, it does look like he's got it cut recently. It's, like, right at the shoulder length. Careful I feel like now, it, Trevor. Careful. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like it was longer okay. uh, in the past. Um, other than that, it seems like they had a good time. I was trying to get the color of the ring that, mm-hmm. that he's wearing, um, and I can't tell. I think it's silver. Okay. Um, very small, but that just could be because he has bigger hands. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> no, tell I'm with sure. the ring. I'm sure. So. Um, did, did, this, did you see her ring? Uh, you know, honestly, she didn't post a picture of her ring at all. Um, excuse me? Yeah. Isn't that surprising? What girl doesn't post a picture of her ring? Cause I, Wait, I, 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 and once Listen. again, and, and this is the problem <laughs> of the Trevor Tracker. 
Okay, because I understand that like, I gave you, you know, crap for talking about her getting her identity stolen, <laughs> and that was like the lead-off story. But now, like, this is this is wedding stuff, Coos. Yeah. All right, like this is big deal, and people talk about the ring. Like the ring is front page Dude, a lot of time. Nothing. I'm telling you, she's so she put two. Was that two reels? Oh, it's a video and a reel. So between the video and the reel, which is okay, she has ten photos on this reel. No. <laughs> No ring shot. There's no rings on it. Hmm. Maybe wasn't satisfied with it. No. They also got each other matching, um, like diamond wristbands, um, uh, as as like wedding presents to each other, which totally freaks me out when I saw that. Like, am Whoa, I supposed to get? Is that a thing? Dude, I don't know. Like diamond wristbands? Yeah. Well, they got like matching ones, but now I'm worried. Like, well, am, what do you mean? Like, am, am uh, I, go ahead. Sorry. Am I supposed to get? Nicole yeah. a present? I thought I was the present. No, that, like, oh, no, no, oh, no. Hey, hey, here's, here's wedding one. You have to get your wife a present the day of the wedding. Do I really? Yes. What? what? Yes. Yeah, yes, you do. And she should get you one as well. Uh, hey, establish these things now. Well, but... Uh, okay. 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 Are you okay? No. no here's, 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 here's what you do. Here's what you do. Little, little uh, secret of the pros here. Okay? okay. Do something that's got sentimental value. For instance... Uh, for my wife's like day, and by the way, I mean. So was, you do have to do this. No, this but, is yeah, a yeah, thing. But you're, hey, you're preaching the choir here. All right. Uh, but when I heard I had to do this, was I excited about it? No. Was I pumped up about it? Absolutely not. Because what, what more? I mean, you know, I mean, there's, come on. We're, okay. But, but <laughs> trying to keep it within the rails here, do a sentimental gift. Here's what I did. So I found a picture of the night that my wife and I were like kind of like on our first date. It was a group okay. date, and I found a picture and I and I framed it and I made it black and white, like real Instagram-ish, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it was like a nice wooden like white frame, just really popped, and that was her gift for me. And then a, a nice letter too. And by letter, it was like a Hallmark card where I said, "Here we go." And that was it. <laughs> so I do have to get something then. I, I would get something for sure. Oh boy. Yeah. So d- didn't mean to sidetrack the Trevor Tracker to your own personal problems, but take my advice. You better get I on I didn't that. know that was a thing. It's a thing. Oh. Because you got to Google these things, man. I figured someone would tell me. You're in shambles. So anything else on the Trevor Tracker before we go to Breaker? No, I haven't I haven't seen if they're doing any honeymoon stuff yet. So. Dude, I mean, you know, spring, obviously. Uh, you know, we just passed Easter. What kind of colors was everybody rocking, Coos, for, from the bridal party? Are we getting get any of that? I didn't see so all the all the guys were in all the guys were in black Oof. for the okay. suits. Okay. Uh, I don't see it was like a and I'm gonna be so bad with the colors. It was like a um, I guess pink is a bad way to say it, but like a lighter pink, I think. Okay. So before we go to break here, and I want an honest answer. Mm-hmm. Do you feel this Trevor Tracker went good or bad? I feel like it was great. You think it went fantastic? I think it needs to continue. You think it was the best one yet? Oh yeah. We're going to have a little chit-chat after this break oh, here, no. and, and we're going to talk about it a little the bit. The one part that I didn't add, Yeah. this was Justin Bieber's venue, by the way. Shut <laughs> Dead up. Dead serious. Justin Bieber got married at the same venue? Uh, there is some talk from the other side, the the top 40 station, that yes, that it was it was the same one. Was he there? I don't think he was there. Yeah, you don't want Justin Bieber at your wedding. That's going to, hey, <laughs> Justin Bieber is at your wedding? Lasts about a year tops. Mm-hmm. That, that, that guy's like the like the Drake of pop music. More on ESPN 690 when we get back. No more Trevor Tracker, though. That's <laughs> for today. Austin Lane. The Rock, out of nowhere, buys the XFL during a pandemic, mind you. Goes half in with his ex-wife. So now you're going to visit with your ex-wife. Brent Martineau. I don't know if that's on the... 
business advice list. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think it will be an absolute disaster. Yes. Uh, and, and I think we've already seen it. Now, I don't want you to come back at me in you know, six or seven months and say, why did you say that? I think you have to, you can't come back to me until three years from now when Urban Meyer has a teary press conference when he looks like, uh, you know, somebody's doing live acupuncture of, of him while he's talking. <laughs> you know, he misses his family and he didn't realize it was going to be a, a nine day a week job. I've had dinner with him. I've sat with him at functions. I've been around him. I've covered him for 15 years years he should not have taken the job listen this is a he's in a good spot right now i mean he's got trevor lawrence he's also in a town that that there there really is no pressure jacksonville florida but he shouldn't be coaching i I mean urban meyer just can't make up his mind what he wants to do he he said he was going to quit at florida he came back and you know we all know how that worked out he went to ohio state and did a brilliant job there except for this he should have won about four national championships i mean I, i think he underperformed there but he but at the end he was fighting whatever demons he was fighting in terms of what, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with the guy. He will not make it. Uh, you can go ahead. Wow. You can go to Vegas right now and bank on that. Well, that was Paul Feinbaum from ESPN. <laughs> what's up with ESPN <laughs> last week and the, and trying to squash all the Jacksonville mm-hmm. excitement? Mm-hmm. My goodness. Hey, I want to ask you about WrestleMania in a moment, but just a quick thought on that. I mean, I, I think we've talked a lot about Urban Meyer and you know, when he first got hired, there were critics. That was interesting to me about Feinbaum. I almost got the sense from Feinbaum two things, okay? This is what, and, and I don't know their relationship at all. But I got the sense that he tried to get Urban on the show a few times and he didn't want to go on the show or something like that. Like, that's kind of where that came from. Yeah. But I also get the feel that this is the problem with a lot of folks. Now, I talked to some Gator fans out here today at, at the Child Cancer Fund Golf Tournament, and they they were not like this. So it's I'm still trying to get the read on Gator fan because I long said Gator fans should be celebrating Urban Meyer more. The goal is to win national titles in football. He won two of them. You should not dislike him as much as you do. All right. And I understand all the circumstances, but it's years later. And so I never really fully got it from Gator fans, you know, as the years went by. Some of that was because they stunk. After he left, they stunk. And and now you can kind of say, okay, we're better now. We got Dan Mullen. We're winning games. So now it's okay to like Urban Meyer again. I guess that's part of fandom. But I never quite understood why he didn't celebrate Urban more because he won you two national titles. Uh, and that's kind of what college fans and programs want to be and want to do. Uh, so, But this is where Feinbaum kind of falls in for me. Feinbaum covers the SEC. Mostly. As the Florida Gators play in the SEC. Ohio State didn't play in the SEC. They play on the Big Ten Network and, and all that. Uh, obviously the Big Ten, but they're on the Big Ten Network. That's kind of their home channel, all that stuff. Uh, I got the sense almost that Feinbaum's making the mistake even Gator fans have mistake, uh, been making. And that is... The Urban Meyer of 2021 is not necessarily the same Urban Meyer of 2009, 2010, 2008, 2006. I think Urban Meyer is getting lumped into those Gator days, and it's like, well, nothing's changed since then. I think he actually did change. I think there were signs of his change at Ohio State. And there are probably more changes if we knew him even better now that he's coming to Jacksonville. So I think Feinbaum, it it felt like he either hasn't accepted an invite for an interview in the last handful of years and he wanted to try to get him, or two, I just feel like Feinbaum's even stuck in the 2006 to 2010 Urban Meyer years rather than the last decade 
and, and again, Urban even knows he comes with some criticism. This isn't me just defending Urban Meyer, but I think some of it is, hey, people do change. Things do change. People learn from th- some things along the way. Um, maybe Feinbaum will be right, you know, and, and maybe this is a this is a bad moment for me and saying that he's going to be wrong. I just thought that was a little bit harsh from Feinbaum in, in the context that he put it in uh, rather than just a simple prediction of, hey, uh, I don't think he's going to fare too well in the long run. Well, okay, so let's go ahead and divide this into two groups, and let's go ahead and divide it up into the Florida Gator fans and then Paul Feinbaum. Now, whether there is some animosity built up because Urban Meyer was with Fox and Feinbaum was with ESPN, that might be the case, and that's why they couldn't work together. Nevertheless, like it, there appears to be a little personal issue there. But if you're a Florida State fan, and, and Urban Meyer still rubs you the wrong way a little bit. Like I, I'm not saying that's right because I don't think it is. Because once again, he did bring you a couple of national championships. You should be thankful for that. Yeah, Florida. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Florida. But but at the same time, um, you know, you in in the world of sports, and we've talked about this before. You're only as good as kind of how you go out. Like people forget how much you did for them. They'll remember you on your way out of the door. And when you talk about Urban Meyer leaving Florida, it probably wasn't on the, the best terms. When you talk about Urban Meyer, you know, with Ohio State, like, you know, when he left, it probably, I mean, and they would say, you know, they're the biggest fans in Ohio State, but, like, it wasn't the best of terms in terms of optics and all that stuff. So maybe, you know, Feinbaum's using that a little bit of that as well, um, and how he feels about Urban Meyer, I have no idea. But that's the way that most sports people think. It, you, you never take it into a, to account just how much they meant to you. It's, well, he left us with, the, you know, and now it's we're miserable. Um, only to like years and years and years later when you reflect, you realize how special that dude was to your program. I don't think we're quite there yet for a lot of Florida Gator fans because, let's be honest, they haven't had a lot of success. Now they're on the way up again with Mullen. We shall see. And in Ohio State, you know, the way it left with the controversy, to me it wasn't as bad as Florida because you can kind of see it coming a little bit brewing in Ohio State. Well, not only that, they've been very good since, right? So they didn't have the downfall, so there's no reason to be mad. Right. When you lose, you're bitter about something. You're mad about something. Something screwed up. So let's blame Urban Meyer. And like I said, I get some of the initial nature of that. I just don't understand how it's carried over 10 years or so that I even wonder to myself if Urban Meyer went back to the swamp, would they cheer him or boo him? You know, I mean, and it should be a a crazy ovation for a guy who won two national titles. Uh, The other thing about this, uh, just finish with this, because I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but it was just interesting. uh, Feinbaum said that out of 98.7 FM, ironically, in New York, ESPN in New York is where Feinbaum said that. Um, I, I think one thing we have to remember is while it feels like Urban Meyer has had very short stints at Ohio State and Florida, they are not that short. They're not two or three years long. We're talking five, six, seven-year stints at these places. If you could last six years in the NFL, that's a pretty damn good run, quite frankly. So I think his window of three years is way off, way off. It doesn't match the trend. So if you want to go that route, the trend of Urban maybe not something going wrong or or you know saying see you later or all the things that Feinbaum just said, they probably wouldn't come into and take place for another five, six, seven years. And in the NFL, if you can be a head coach for five, six, seven years, you're probably doing something right. Right now, the Jags would take a coach and be there for six, seven years because they probably won. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like there's this perception that he was there for two years and boom, got out of there. Uh, that's the perception of it. It's not the reality. 
possibility of it at both Ohio State and Florida. So uh, here I am defending Urban Meyer. Uh, I thought it was a little bit harsh by Feinbaum. I know that's a little bit of what he does, but uh, it felt like something else was behind that when it comes to Paul Feinbaum. Uh, hey, I want to ask you about WrestleMania. It's uh, Let's take a break, and then on the other side, so you have ample time to tell me about WrestleMania. Uh, but first, just tease it. Was WrestleMania good? Yeah, I mean, it was two nights, much to the chagrin of my wife. So we had to watch it for both nights because, you know, I had to do homework for the show. But overall, uh, you know, it was better than expected. I went in with zero expectations. I kind of broke that down Friday as we're leaving the show, how nobody was talking about it. There was no hype around it. But, yeah. I, I, but I thought that, you know, overall the weekend showcased some new wrestlers, um, put some new, new people on a pedestal, which is always a good thing in wrestling, um, and also had some great matches. So I left WrestleMania probably given about a B-plus, maybe a B overall, which I think is fine. It's suitable for what the, we're working with up until the buildup of WrestleMania. All right, I got a couple questions about it, and I want you to get a little bit more into it. We got some wrestling fans coming off WrestleMania. We can talk a little wrestling. It's up next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll put a bow on the show from Jacksonville Golf and Country Club. We are at the Child Cancer Fund Golf Tournament, raising some money for the kids and the families battling cancer here in the area. Uh, we'll be right back on ESPN 690. Trevor Lawrence is in a different classification with every with everyone else. I mean, I don't I don't really think it's comparable. You know, no, no reason to. to cry over spilled milk with the Jets for, for doing something they, they, they don't do very well, and that's win. So, and after that, I would uh, I would go with, with Justin Fields, and and then I would probably probably go with Mac Jones, believe it or not. I'm not as fascinated by him as, as some of my colleagues, because he had such an amazing cast around him, but I still believe that he just has the intangibles, and sometimes in the NFL, you just have to go with that. So I, I trust him. So that, I mean, I, those are my, those would be my three. I mean, after that, I, I think you're just you're grabbing, but but I don't. I, and, and Zach Wilson fourth, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, didn't mean to didn't mean to leave out uh, New York's favorite uh, child here. That is Paul Feinbaum on ninety-eight point seven, ESPN Radio out of uh, New York. <laughs> Almost left out the guy they all want to take. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, the interesting quarterback conversation continues around Mac Jones and. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields continues to feel like some momentum for Justin Fields. A lot of defenders of Justin Fields. Uh, where do the other quarterbacks fit? Trey Lance, even a Kyle Trask. Uh, this conversation we continue to have as a countdown to the NFL uh, draft continues here in Jacksonville especially. And we're going to have unprecedented coverage coming up on draft night, 7 o'clock till 10 o'clock on TV on Fox 30 and CBS 47. Of course, we'll have the show live from the stadium and the draft party that's going to take place. I mean, heck, we'll have pretty much nonstop coverage from the, the, the wee hours of the morning into the night as the Jaguars pick uh, Trevor Lawrence and whoever at number 25. But a big deal for Mac Jones, who likely – uh, will get drafted in the top five, quite frankly, and and that would be historic as well uh, yeah. in Jacksonville. Brent Martineau here at Jacksonville Golf and Country Club, uh, Child Cancer Fund Golf Tournament. What a beautiful day it was for. I always feel, as I put together a golf tournament, I always feel good for the folks that put together the tournament, and they get a great weather day. And uh, today was a gorgeous weather day, uh, so appreciate everybody who came out and supported the Child Cancer Fund. Once again, Carathon coming up on uh uh, the Cox Media Group uh, stations and WOKV especially uh, in August. Brent Martineau here, Austin Lane, Coos along as well here on a Monday. I wanted to ask a little bit about WrestleMania. You gave us a little bit before the break. 
Mm-hmm. And if it was funny, like you said that because I didn't know it was coming up this weekend. Now I'm like not a wrestling fan, so that's not, you know, that's like me saying, "Hey, hey Austin, did you know the John Deere Classic was happening last weekend?" Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and, and respectively, like <laughs> golf is doing just fine without me being its fan. Wrestling's doing just fine without you being their fan. So we're yeah, all good, but I, but I'm always interested in like the. Not necessarily the match by match, but the, sure. the the business of it, and now the competition of it with Tony Khan and AEW. So that fascinates me. And I saw people tweeting about WrestleMania on Saturday. I'm like, okay, WrestleMania must be tonight. Mm-hmm. And then I saw people tweeting about WrestleMania on Sunday. I'm like, wait a minute, I thought it was last night. Back to so back what nights. was last night? Yep. So was this a first time that it was a back to back nighter? Brent, the, this was the first time in one year and one day that WrestleMania did two hosted two nights, and they made it a habit of telling you like that that through like the entire presentation, both Saturday and Sunday. I think it was just the fact that you know they they plan on the quarantine still, they plan on doing it like uh, at their home base, but then with regulations opening up and everything, the crowd uh, was able to be there. So when they moved it uh, to Tampa Bay, so when they started selling tickets and everything, so they, they still made it two nights though. Okay, so last year was two nights as well. Correct. Last year, when we talked about WrestleMania, had to be postponed for a bit, and the radio show had numbers never seen before. Ratings couldn't be higher. Yes, that is correct. Um, and you just said the show was good. Uh, wasn't an anticipated show, but uh, overall, the it, it was a good weekend yeah. for WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, you know, like like most WrestleManias or really like most wrestling pay per views in general, there was a lot of good. Um, there was some bad, and, and it's it's ironic because what I thought was going to be the best match uh, of both days ended up being the worst match. So that was kind of hard to swallow a little bit as the Fiend was taking on Randy Orton, and, and by the way, the, the Fiend is Bray Wyatt. Brent, we mentioned him before a little bit. He was the guy that had like. That cryptic message that he started back, you know, like three or four years ago, uh, that people were trying to like figure out and everything. And you know, as as far as storytelling, no one does a better job. But the payoff, at least right now, from where it stands, it did absolutely nothing for the storyline. Hopefully, we get some more stuff tonight. So that was a little disappointing from the Fiend's perspective. But the, but the main event of WrestleMania: Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Edge. I feel like no one had expectations for that one, either being a triple threat match that can kind of go underneath the radar a little bit. But it was actually good, man. It ended with, uh, I think, a pretty closing, uh, pretty satisfying finish. Jimbo, by the way, said, uh, and not Jimbo that I know that's our rules official Jimbo. He definitely doesn't watch uh, wrestling. Mm. Uh, but this Jimbo, real He's Jimbo Rad, okay. on Twitter, says, when they try squeezing it into one night, it's past the bedtime of so many of their fans. It makes sense to separate into two nights. And I do remember those conversations. It went forever. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people complained about it going forever. Well, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, for sure. But also going to need to make a little request to, to Vince McMahon and WWE. Don't have The Fiend be the very first match of the night because obviously it's dealing with a bunch of like horror stuff. And and it scares the crap out of kids. So then now I got a son who is scared to go to bed because it's 8:30 and we're watching the fiend do his thing. And like you know, obviously I have to, I have to be, I have to go into dad mode. And you know, it's okay, buddy. But like at the same time, I want to say, suck it up a little bit. You're six <laughs> years old. I had to deal with as a child. I had to deal with Papa Shango and the Ultimate Warrior going back and back. And Papa Shango put a curse on the Ultimate Warrior where he threw up everywhere, and I thought he was going to die. All right? So I had to deal with that in my, you know, my age of six years old and seven years old. So don't tell me that you're afraid of Bray Wyatt because, oh, he's rocking too much, you know, gory stuff on his face. It's going to be okay. It ain't like the Ultimate Warrior. Your hero's dying right in front of your eyes. Like, I had to go through. Suck it up, Ronan Stitchman. Dude doesn't Lane. even know. He doesn't, doesn't even know a lot. <laughs> 
She has no idea when I was like five or six and I'm watching The Ultimate Warrior getting carted out on a gurney, throwing up some yellow stuff because I thought he was going to die because Papa Shango put a curse on him. It's forever etched in my brain, Brent. When we ask about wrestling, if I ask you this question real quick, though. Yes. AEW I hear about all the time. Tony Khan, Mike Tyson, all this stuff. But they're right in our backyard, so you'd think I would. Yes. Are they catching up? Where are we at? Like, if if this is a, I don't know, like a chart, uh, have they crept up, crept up, crept up? Have they taken a big jump? Have they dropped back down? Where are we at? So I think they are progressively climbing because the with the help of Sting and other big names, um, it shows that they're in it for the long haul. Uh, you know, and, and, like, at the end of the day, wrestling is better for AEW. You know, and the fact that NXT, who their competition was, is going to Tuesday nights now, so they don't have to take on AEW anymore, that should tell you all you need to know about AEW. The fact that Vince McMahon, mighty, high, mighty Vince McMahon, the billionaire himself, chose to move his show from Wednesday night to Tuesday night because he didn't like the ratings for his own company. That tells you how AEW is doing. Yeah. I kind of feel like AEW's us. Yeah? And WWE's like the other guys. Kind of like the national media? Kind of like the Stephen A. Smiths of the world? Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. Yeah. I, well, maybe a little, I love being the underdog. Local, but. <laughs> it is what it is, but I, I love being the underdog. Uh, me too. Hey, uh, cool partnership today with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. will carry all their games on ESPN690.com and more than 90 of their days right here on ESPN690. So that is a lot of fun. Live, local, loud coming up next. See you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Austin, have a good night, man. We'll do it again tomorrow at 3. Coos, one more day before you escape to get married. One more. We'll roast them tomorrow, I guess. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 on ESPN 690.